close your eyes listen to the skies all is calm all is well soon you'll hear Chris Kringle and the jingle bells bringing old toys hello welcome to episode two of the flannel graph records podcast I'm here with co-host Mike Adams. Thanks. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. Hey, what you're hearing fading out in the background right now is Mike Adams' cover of Old Toy Trains, the 1967 Roger Miller Christmas classic, FGRO 77, which was just released last week. It's a split 7-inch uh, with Mick Foley on the B-side talking about how much he loves that song. You can get that now at flannelgraphrecords.com or your local record store, maybe, but I'm going to say on average it's probably not going to be there, the average store. I don't know. I think I'm <laughs> expecting some Christmas miracles out of this thing. I think it's pretty much going to we'll be available everywhere okay. where fine records so are sold. Go to your local Walmart, your Best Buy, and ask for it. It's probably behind the counter. Here's something. If you really want to help out Flannel Graph Records, even if you don't want to buy the 7-inch, if you have mm-hmm. no interest in this split 7-inch between myself and wrestling legend Mick Foley, go to your local record shop and just ask them if they have it. And yeah. when they say no, ask them if they can special order it and then never go back in again. <laughs> that way they just that way they've heard about it. They have to learn a flannel graph records and they have to get one. Mm-hmm. And that will do us a, that'll be that's like that's like giving us a five star review on iTunes. Exactly. It's that's all we're asking that. for. Yeah. Uh so this week I think it'd be fun to talk about that release and how it came to be. Is that all right with you, Mike? How it came to pass. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I always love uh, talking about myself. Yeah. So it's it's the perfect combination of uh, a podcast with me on it that is also about me. Right. Exactly. Uh, you have your own podcast. Mm-hmm. Tan Van Tour Talk. That's right. Tan Van Tour Talk. Well, it's not my own. It belongs to about five or six of us. Yeah, that's true. The guys record a podcast on their way to each and every show. You have a big one coming up, too. Number 100. Number 100. Yeah, we're, we're starting to plan for that now. We have one plan so far, and that is to drink a bottle of wine that we have been saving. Ooh, la la. We're going to crack it open. Otherwise, we got some other... There's a few other things to figure out, but we're yes. at least going to be drinking a very fancy bottle of wine that we've all been saving together. Nice. So, this release... Uh, Mike is a big Roger Miller fan. I'm a Roger Miller fan. I think I first got into him because I checked out a uh, triple disc box set from the Muncie Public Library when I was living back in Muncie. It's called The Genius of Roger Miller. That's right. Um, so fast forward a few years, I learn, I get back into wrestling, <laughs> uh, and I learned that Mick Foley, a.k.a. Cactus Jack, Mankind, Dude Love, who I watched as a child back in 1991, 1990, 91, 92, and so forth. Uh, his favorite Christmas song, he says, is Old Toy Trains by Roger Miller. 
and I know Mike Adams is a big Roger Miller fan, so I thought, hey, what if Mike recorded a cover of this song, and then we get Mick Foley to talk about how much he likes the song on the B-side? I think you should make special mention of the fact that uh-huh. Mick Foley is a hardcore Christmas lover. Yeah. He's a lover of the time of year and the holiday. Exactly. And the kitsch surrounding it. He's currently uh, writing a book about being Santa Claus. Um, he is Santa Claus often. He put out a produced a Santa Claus documentary last year. He has a Christmas room in his house. Um, so I asked McFoley on the internet, hey, how would you like to talk about this song? Here's a link to Mike Adams' music. He listens to Mike Adams' music and he says, hey, I like Mike Adams' music. Sounds cool. Let's do it. So then months pass and then I realize old McFoley's going to be in Ohio doing an autograph signing on a day I have the day off from my day job. It's like, hey, how about we do it this afternoon? He was like, sure. So I drove three hours to Ohio with Chad's little, uh, <laughs> borrowed Chad Serhal's portable little recorder. I meet him in the Belmont Inn. What town was that? That was in Oxford, Ohio. Where is Oxford? Who knows, man? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just a kind of uh, near Cincinnati-ish, I'd want to say. Oh, like, okay. Maybe it's like a straight shot east, more or less. Uh so I meet up with him in his lobby. He comes walking out. He has a, a a Ramon shirt, but it says Foley instead of Ramones, and it has all of his different wrestling names instead of Marky, Didi, oh, nice. Johnny, and Joey. Are those the four names on the shirt? Marky, Didi. No, not Marky. I mean, it depends. Tommy. It depends what I guess era. Depends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Some of them say CJ. Yeah, exactly. As if. And then, uh, so we meet up. There, we go into the breakfast area, which is now closed in the hotel, and record him talking about how much he likes Mike's cover of Old Toy Train. So that's what you find on the B-side. Um, and then uh, afterwards, well, right away, people recognize him. So then uh, I have to take people's picture for them with McFoley. The, the hotel staff all want a picture. And you then became the photographer. I did. And then we're in the lobby, which has a mirror uh, not a mirror, a window uh, where you can look into the swimming pool. Those folks see him out there. So all these wet, dripping kids... Actually, it's the parents who want their kids to have the picture with Mick Foley. The kids don't care. They come out dripping wet into the lobby, so I got to take pictures of them with Mick Foley. He's oh, really funny. nice and generous, takes pictures with everybody. Uh, then we end up going to uh, Bob Evans together. It's a real dream come true. You and Mick Foley down on the farm. That's right. He was on a cleanse, so he didn't even order anything. Oh. He asked for a hot water, and he had his own tea that he brought with him. Wow. He was on a cayenne pepper, honey, lemon cleanse or whatever for like 10 days. You ever done anything like that? No. I th- cleanse? I thought it'd be, I don't think I could. I mean, I could. By, uh, What's it supposed to do to you? I think it clears out, uh, you know. Your innards. Junk, all the junk Yeah, inside. it's like a colon cleanse. Colon blow. Well, I haven't done that either. I don't know. I It seems helpful. There's probably all kinds of stuff in our bodies oh, bet, that man. we don't want there. I do like to wear those uh, those uh, toxin sucker foot pads, you know? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen these on no. television? No. I've never actually worn them, but uh, 
you put them in the bottom of your foot and you wear them all day, and then when you get home, you peel them off, oh. and there's just this like black junk that they suck out of your Ugh. feet all day, and it's disgusting. Yeah. I guess you just throw that away. I don't know. Maybe you need to take a culture from it. I'm not sure. Yeah. Huh. But it's supposed to be good for you. Sucks the junk out of your feet. All right. I guess. The point is, Mick Foley's a real sweetheart. <laughs> it was a real thrill hanging out with him to record this weird thing for the B-side. But, uh... he's I, You know, and I haven't even actually interacted with him directly, but he's yeah. been so kind to us through this whole uh, yeah ordeal. He's, uh... I think he's... He's great at being a wrestler, and like his like promotional interviews as a wrestler are just crazy and wonderful. But uh, as a human being, he seems like one of the rare, rare, real good ones. He does lots of charity work. Like this is a charity gig uh, because any profits we get are going to go to Toys or Toys for Tots, which was his idea as far as picking the charity goes. Um, he's one of the few. Uh, outspoken, uh, you know, big-time pro-wrestler people to uh, speak out against Trump in this election, even though he's the uh, general manager on Monday Night Raw for the McMahons, who are big-time Republicans, you know, IRL. And he's, uh, yeah, real sweet guy. But the Mike Adams cover of Roger Miller is what you really want to buy this for. It's a real, real beautiful version it's on red and green and snowflakes cover colored vinyl. It looks gorgeous. I was so pleased uh, when they arrived and they got to see them. And they, because you had told me what you wanted to do, but then when I finally saw mm-hmm. them, they were just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, Jeff T. Owens did the artwork, which looks great. Uh, you might know him from his artwork, which you have seen maybe from the best show with Tom Sharpling. He did the art, all the artwork for that since their relaunch. Anyway, so that is out now. You can pick it up if you want to, or just stream it online if you just want to listen to it at the Bandcamp site. That's cool, too. I think now we got on the line uh, this week's guest, Dylan Ettinger. Old friend of ours. Old friend. I mean, he's young, but you've known him a long, longer than I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys are both from Warsaw, Indiana. He's Dylan uh, recorded... Um, several albums uh synthesizer music and then retired and he's one of the few musicians who's retired and actually stayed retired not like not even abba i heard abba's coming back really i saw something they're doing something they're <laughs> a together tour or like a record i think it's a i think i said since it's like an experience oh wow or something i don't know maybe it's just like a slot machine or something <laughs> no i don't know but i think they're back the smiths will probably come back yeah but not dylan Ettinger. When he says he's done, he's done. He's a man of his word. So far. All right, let's go to our guest. This week we have retired musician, living legend, Warsaw, Indiana zone, Dylan Ettinger. Dylan, are you on the line? Oh, I'm here. I'm ready to roll. How right. are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing good. Thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. So where are you currently? You no longer lived in... You, you lived in Indiana a long time, but now you are in... I live on the east side of Los Angeles. Um, I'm currently sitting on my front porch drinking Topo Chico. What in the world is that? Topo Chico is Mexican pearl water. Oh, okay. It's deli- It's delicious. I don't know. 
I've heard uh, about this stuff. Yeah. Foster's is Australian for beer, <laughs> so I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, we're losing you. <laughs> Are you with us, Dylan? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay, good. We lost you for a second, but we're back. You oh, sounded, for a second, you sounded like a Longmont Potion Castle call. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's cool. So, post-retirement, what has life been like for Dylan Ettinger? Key. Um, I work. I work out. I exercise now. Didn't 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 do that when I play music. But yeah, just uh, doing non-musical things. I watch a lot of basketball. So. Flannel Graph Records fans might remember Dylan Ettinger from FGR 037, Life Power Church, Fourth Dimension, as reviewed by Pitchfork Media. Oh, yeah. Best new music. Best new music. Thank you, you, Mark Masters. Yeah. It's some theme music you wrote for professional wrestler Jake Oman. It's on the band camp. It's on Pitchfork. You guys can listen to it. Uh, We also have your LPs available as distro items on the Flannel Graph website. Oh yeah, y'all should pick it up from from Flannel Graph if you haven't yet. New Age Outlaws, another wrestling themed piece yeah. of music. Lifetime of Romance. So Dylan, are you? When are you going to come out of retirement? The world wants to know. Or is this the a permanent retirement? Uh, so far, it's permanent. Um, I don't have much of a desire to get back to music. Honestly, um, every once in a while, I'll, I'll you know. I'll feel the urge to like make something or whatever. And then I just don't. And then it goes away. So it's all working out. Then you just go hang at the beach with Spuds McKenzie. Yeah. Spuds is a little too big time for me these days. So Dylan, I have to you- hang out with uh, the dog that played the air bud. <laughs> Dylan, do you still have gear and musical equipment and things with you? No, I have nothing. nothing. I left it all at my mom's house. Yeah. But it still exists. It's just at your mom's house. Yeah. Yeah, I still have I still have my Moog and uh my Micron. I sold my Profit. But like uh, yeah, I still have my two main synthesizers and everything else. So if I wanted to, I could get that shit shipped out to me and get started again. But are you going to be up in Warsaw for the for the holidays? I don't. I don't think so. It's not looking good. Yeah. Flights around this time of year are expensive. Plus, I mean, the weather here is nicer this time of year too. That is but, true. Uh, Let's all go out to California. Yeah, we're, you any, we're you coming any, out there. Do you have any Pizza Kings out there? No Pizza Kings. Uh, California is not not really excellent in the, on the pizza front. Yeah. What's uh? So, what are your favorite foods to eat out there? Oh man. Where do I even start? So, my favorite place to eat in LA, there's a spot in Boyle Heights called Allen B's. Like, uh, it's been there for actually today's 50 year anniversary. Whoa. Um, they specialize in like refried bean and cheese burritos. Mm-hmm. And it's like three $3.65 a burrito. And they are like, perfection i've never encountered a more like a more perfect dish like it's just that the beans are like 
this is something. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> we've lost. We're it's losing like, you again. They're like transcendental beings. Like <laughs> they take take you on a journey. These burritos, man, <laughs> and they're cheap. That sounds great. Is it a, is it a black bean, a pinto bean, a northern? Uh, pinto, pinto. Okay, refried northern <laughs> beans. That sounds delicious. Uh, uh, so what, what's your other being on this podcast? What are your plans for this on an average Saturday in in uh, in California? What are you up to the rest of the day? Uh, Saturdays are pretty much lay low. Um, I usually go for a run, and then. I live next to a really awesome park, so I spend a lot of time there. Uh, it's really big, a lot of, a lot of hills, so it's great to run in. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's like coyotes and stuff, and snakes, and uh, there's a scorpion. I saw a scorpion once. Whoa! Yeah, it's pretty cool. So I'll probably probably want to finish up talking to you guys. I probably go for a run. So it sounds like your but life yeah. is pretty much a game of Pitfall. <laughs> yeah, it's Pitfall, except I don't, you know. Not a lot of pits. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just lots of poisonous creatures to jump over. I see. Do you run every day? Uh, I try to do about six days a week. Whoa. Sundays is, Sundays are usually my day off. Day of rest, mm-hmm. as um, mandated. Sunday school, by our Lord and Savior. Wor- Sunday yeah. school worship. Sun- then evening worship. Yeah, all day, all day, baby. All what are you right. doing for work, Dylan? I work for a. Um, Stumptown Coffee Roasters uh, out yeah. here. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty well-known um, coffee roasting company. Uh, they're based out of Portland, and the L.A. location is kind of on the up and up. Um, I work in the production department, so I help like package all the orders, um, sort them, and deliver them. I drive to Anaheim four days a week to deliver coffee, and uh, I drive right by Disneyland. Do you ever go so, to? Do you ever go to Disneyland? No, I've never been. Think I'm thinking since I'm there so much, I should just pick up. You know, dude, I was gonna say you should get a season pass. Yeah, and just stop there for lunch every day. That should go. be where you do your your jogging every day. Just jog through the Magic Kingdom. There you go. I, I'll have to look into that. <laughs> but yeah, I also uh, also manage like van fleet maintenance and stuff. It's really not not exciting, but hey, it pays the bills. You know, beats uh, digging graves. Actually, I looked into that when I was still living in Indiana. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, man, I should be a grave digger. I just get to hang out and dig holes. But it's all automated now. Automated? Can't, yeah, like like bulldozers and, oh, like... Yeah. Uh, there's not... Yeah, that's a bummer. It's, yeah, it's not, not... You can't really make a career out of just digging graves. Mm-hmm. You got to be, like, a full-on groundskeeper. And that's more... That's more or less just mowing lawns and tending to flowers and stuff and that doesn't interest me i want to you know i want to get six yeah, feet under with an actual shovel <laughs> yeah hey no, nothing's stopping you this is america i mean you may not get paid for it but it could be like artisanal grave digging oh yeah where you do it better than anyone else so you become the guy who digs holes for people i feel like there would be a market for that in la like yeah. there would be there probably already is artisanal grave diggers here like I, a, gotta, I gotta, I gotta find the their uh, their meetup, Grave Diggers Club. There's artisanal pencil sharpening. Gravediggersonly.com. <laughs> yeah, 
the dating site for grave diggers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, get, get to work on my profile. Yeah. Dylan, what's on your mind? Anything? What's on my mind? I don't uh, And I don't know. Who's your basketball? Oh, yeah. We won last night. I By we, game. I mean I'm on the team. <laughs> yeah. It's a big game. Beat Kansas in Hawaii. Neutral site. That's the Jayhawks, uh, right? Kansas Jayhawks, Chalk yeah. Rock. Shock Jock. And uh, they, uh, they're the Kansas number three ranked team in the country. Granted, it's opening night, so preseason right. rankings don't really mean much the first week. But uh, yeah, we beat them. And if it wasn't, it was an overtime win too. And the Hoosiers won in convincing fashion. They played really well the whole game. Kansas played really well too. Well, well fought battle on both sides. The officials tried to ruin it. Called like something like sixty, seventy fouls. Whoa. Throughout the course of the game, by the end of regulation, each team had like half their starters fouled out. But it was still a good game. I've never been to a Indiana Hoosiers basketball game. Oh, it's fun. I was just talking about this yesterday. Yeah, it's a blast. It's uh it's it's super fun, even if you don't care about sports. Like the crowd is probably the most like insane crowd experience I've ever encountered in sports. Yeah, it's pretty like, exciting. It's just a, it's really cool. My son's heart surgeon was a Jayhawk. Uh, That's why I know about the Jayhawks. Nice. He was this super stoic dude, like really serious all the time. Until the last day when he like signed off and said, yep, your kid's fine. Uh, he made one joke about Asa growing up to be a Jayhawk. And that was the only joke he made the whole time. <laughs> Don't you have a bumper sticker that says my son's heart surgeon was a Jayhawk? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, if if you you know, if you got a guy who's going to be like doing performing heart surgery on your kid, you really want him to be you know goofing and spoofing all the time. I'd feel like <laughs> well, that's, that's funny. Probably... Funny you say that because the other guy, not the guy who did the surgery, but the other heart surgeon who did some like um, endoscopy and stuff for him, uh, he reminded me of Chevy Chase. Like he was cutting up the whole time, and I kind of loved it. He was the okay. um, IRL guy that Patch Adams was based off of. <laughs> <laughs> well, the P- Patch Adams is based on a true story. Yeah, Mike's Mike's uh, son's Uncle Patch. Heart. Uncle Patch. Oh man, you le- learn something every day. Mm-hmm. Mike's dentist was in Hoosiers and had his shoes That's true. had Steve his Holler, shoes stolen. Right? Yeah, did you see him when you were in Warsaw? Uh, no, I went to a different dentist. Oh, okay, but every, I mean that's like one of the fucking Warsaw basketball. Legends, yeah. like that everyone everyone just knows. It's like Rick Fox, um, Jeff Gross, Jeff Gross, yeah, uh, Kevin Alt, Kevin Alt, Steve Holler. That's Judy Warren. Kevin Alt, delete. Hey, Judy Warren, you can't forget her. She's Indiana's first Miss Basketball. Oh, okay. I she's did from, forget that. She's from Claypool, actually. Oh, so not this, not the same thing. Well, she went to Warsaw High. Um. Okay, well, splitting hairs. But <laughs> Anyways. I'll accept it. I'll accept so your dentist is an extra in Hoosiers and gets a new pair of basketball. No, chuck- not an extra. What, what was he, was he was one a of the star. main players. He oh, was a star he was a, of Hoosiers. Your dentist is one of the stars of Hoosiers. He's on the team. Yeah, he's Raid, number 25. Oh. He punches the guy out. Oh, that right, hand, right, okay. That hand that he uses to <laughs> punch the guy out has been inside in my mouth. mouth. Yeah. And so every that's day really, on That's s- really impressive, Mike. Thanks, man. So, so every day on set, he gets a new pair of Chuck Taylors to wear for filming. Yeah. And he keeps them to 
to give to his grandkids or whoever in his trunk. Yeah. And then some rascal stole them all. Some scoundrel comes along, pops open the trunk, and steals all the shoes. Whoa. What a tragic tale. In Warsaw? That happened in Warsaw? Yeah. I, 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 you know, I'm not sure where it happened. It happened in Warsaw. I bet you track down whoever did it pretty easily. You know who did it. You have an idea. I'm not saying I know who did it <laughs> on this podcast. Is this a cold case? Is that what you call that? <laughs> it's a cold case. <laughs> Final graph cold case podcast. <laughs> you know, these crime podcasts are... They're taking off. What the, yeah. We're going to get to the bottom who of who stole, stole Steve Holler's <laughs> Chuck Taylor's from his trunk when he was a young man. In 19... What year would that have been? What year did that movie come out? Yeah, it's a good uh, like 85, 85, I think. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is probably 84, 85. Um, hey, you know, speaking, of, speaking of Warsaw basketball, I'm wearing a Rick Fox Boston Celtics t-shirt right now. Tiger Whoa. Pride, man. Yeah. Do you remember Mr. Gossman? Uh, I'm not sure. What did he teach? Math. I don't think he was there when I was there. He was Rick Fox's dad. Uh, and he was a shrimpy little guy. He, uh, he adopted Rick Fox, he and his wife. And he's a yeah. shrimpy little, like, uh, kind of Italian-looking bald guy. And dur- in the, around the holidays, he would bring a, a squeeze box accordion, and between classes, he would play Christmas tunes on his accordion while kids were going to Coming and going from class. Huh. Oh man, seems he seems like a hell of a guy. He was really yeah, a ton of fun. There's your Rick Fox trivia for the day. Nice. Wouldn't didn't they bring him over uh, and expect him to play for Grace College? Like, wasn't that the? Oh, I've not heard that. Yeah, my what I had heard was that it was like some scouting trip in the Bahamas, and someone saw him. It's like, oh, this kid's going to be really good. Then they brought him to Warsaw to play for. Grace College, and he, they, <laughs> way too good for that, wound up at North Carolina. Yeah, Tar Heels. Yeah. Dylan. You're on point with your mascots today, man. Yeah, thanks. Speaking of Warsaw High School, listeners might know Dylan Ettinger from his brief cameo in the motion picture American Teen from the year 2007 <laughs> or 8. Yeah, right around there. Um, has anyone in Hollywood recognized you from that? Uh, no. No. Here's another piece of trivia, little known fact. Uh, American Teen is actually a non-canon sequel to Hoosiers. It's true. I did it's not true. Um, yeah, we couldn't get Gene Hackman for, um, for American Teen, so we, we, we settled Hackman. for Hannah Bailey. <laughs> did you say Teen Hackman? Teen Hackman. <laughs> Did I say Teen Hackman? No, no, but I wish I you we were hoping you did. Hackman. He's this little teenager hacking into sites. <laughs> hey, I'm Teen Hackman. Yeah, I shut down Twitter I, today. I got my I got my wires crossed. I, uh, yeah. um, we, Mike and I saw American Teen in the motion in the uh, in the movie theater, movie house. There was like uh, on the east side. There was us and. Uh, Five other people, maybe? Yeah. Thereabouts. Oh, yeah. No one went to see it. The following, was, uh, uh, I think later that year, Mike and I saw the uh, moon documentary in the shadow of the moon. We were like the only people in there as well. It was nice. I don't even, yeah, I didn't never even heard of that one. I was, it was good. Oh, it's great. Yeah. yeah. If you're into moon documentaries, Apollo missions and all that. 
If you're into moon documentaries, Neil deGrasse Tyson's Twitter account and the uh, popularity uh, of the idea of the overview effect right now, what with our new president and all, it's a good place to start. It's a Ron Howard joint. Right? Oh, Ron Howard, nice. Okay, so I'm going to backtrack here a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you asked me if people recognize me from American Teen. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't heard anything about that, but I probably have had 20 or so different people ask me on separate occasions if I knew Ben Higgins from The Bachelor. <laughs> Who's that? Do you know that guy? I never. I did not know him. I, I do. Uh, he's an acquaintance. Okay. Um, I would run into him a lot when I was living in Warsaw right before I came out here. Um, one time, like I guess he was also really tight with uh, the IU basketball players when he was in at IU. And one time I was hanging out at the downtown in Warsaw, and he walked in with Verdell Jones. Whoa. And I hung out with him and Verdell Jones all night. And it was, it was crazy. But yeah, Ben's, Ben's a good guy, but everyone thinks he's boring as hell. <laughs> like, that was like the big criticism. It's like, oh, this Bachelor, he's so, he's so dull. He's so boring. Like, he has no personality. And that's, I mean, I don't know. I didn't watch the show. but I've never seen it. Yeah, I remember I no my mom and some of her friends it. asking me, hey, do you know this guy on Facebook? Hey, do you know this guy? And it's like, I'm like way older than that dude. I don't know who he yeah. is. He's like a year younger than me. Oh, a okay. year younger than me. But um, yeah, I guess in Warsaw when they were filming that, they like the city went nuts. Like everyone, because they filmed in Warsaw for one or two episodes. Oh. And they had this like big... Like, they threw this big, like, fall carnival type thing that they've never, ever done before and will never, ever do again. But they, like, closed off all of downtown and spent all this money to make Warsaw look cool for The Bachelor. And it was only in, like, a 10-minute segment, if that, one episode of the show. And it was just, like, totally false. Just, like, yeah. Kind of sad. And they went to Rex's too. Like really? They filmed, they filmed him taking his date to Rex's. Was Coda playing? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> what are, what are these things? <laughs> okay, so Rex's for the listeners that are not from Warsaw, so probably everyone but me and Mike. Um, Rex's is like the old school, like '80s dive bar. Okay. Like my we- parents, my parents hung out there when they were newly married. Um, it's like right downtown Warsaw. You can still smoke in there. Um, we should say the, the, f- the full name of the bar is Rex's Rendezvous. Rex's uh, okay. Rendezvous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just pause for station ID real quick. You're listening to Warsaw Talk on Flannel Guy Frecker <laughs> Sports Radio. All right, go ahead. Oh, yeah, but Rex's is like this grimy dive bar that people in their, like, 40s hang out at, like, and just chain smoke and play pool. And you got the bachelor taking his, his date to Rex's. It's just like the <laughs> most bizarre setting. It'd be like in Bloomington if you uh, were filming a TV show. And what was that place out in the, the uh, office lounge? Office, office lounge. lounge. Yeah. Yeah. Real equivalent. in Bloomington, and it took took his date to office lounge. Yeah. <laughs> Rex's Rendezvous was the first bar that I ever was in. When I was 15, I worked at the hardware store, Caddy Corner, from there. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And I had to deliver uh, two gallons of soap to them one day. 
my boss was like, go over and deliver these to Rex's. And I was like, can I even go in there? She's like, it's fine. Just go in and take these. And I was so nervous walking in. I was like rattling, like trying to set these up on the bar. They were really nice to me, but it was just like, I can't believe I'm in a bar. I'm 15 and I'm going to get arrested. The, the first time I was ever in a bar was Pierre's in Fort Wayne. Oh, nice. When I was, when I was 14. There's this band, this uh, new metal band called Soil. Uh-huh. I don't know if you guys ever heard of them. They had a pretty big hit back in uh, 2001 called Halo. How was it spelled? S-O-I-L or? Yeah, a fun just like way. the dirt. Okay. Just like the dirt. Um, but my dad's childhood friend was the uncle of the lead singer. <laughs> <laughs> and so he like pulled some strings and like, I got to go over to Pierre's and like meet the band and hang out in their tour bus. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. And then later, this guy, Ryan, Ryan McCombs, the singer of Soil, um, replaced the guy from Drowning Pool after he died. Whoa. So he went on to be in Drowning Pool. That's pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. I'm down with the sickness. Yeah. Literally, we're both not feeling great today. Yeah, I'm under, I'm under the weather a bit myself, too. Uh, what would you get if you walked into a Penguin Point today? What would I get? Yeah. Oh man, I've always ordered the same thing, and What's you know what that is, right? Uh, I'm guessing a big Wally. Uh, I don't know. Super, super Wally. Oh yeah. Okay. Penguin I Point go, is I a regional. Penguin Point is a regional fast food chain based in Warsaw. Mm-hmm. How many yeah, locations the H- do they the have? HQ is, the HQ is in Warsaw. I don't know how many locations they have. These days, I'm guessing there's like f- six or eight. Yeah, we have two, no, three in Warsaw. Mm-hmm. I know there's one, I think, in Fort Wayne. I think they closed the Fort Wayne one, actually. They closed mm-hmm. the Fort Wayne one? Yeah. That's a damn shame. It really is. I like their French fries. The fries are great. Crinkled. Yeah, I always get Super Wally and like medium fries. God, that's tenderloins. Good. Their tenderloins are decent too. Yeah, cap um, it off with an apple turnover. I don't. I don't normally go for the dessert, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn it down if it was offered. You would not turn down yeah. the turnover. Last time I was I there, would, I had you can't a. Turn, you can't turn down the turnover. I had a vanilla milkshake last time. Oh, how, how are the shakes? I don't know if I've ever tried that. It was good. Not the best I've had, but it was. It was good. Hey, I'd like to hear you talk about uh, getting into a scuffle with someone on the road while you're dressed up like Stone Cold Steve Austin for Halloween. <laughs> okay, so I'm doing my route. The um, coffee route. Having our, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm driving a van, and we're having our, our Halloween party, our work Halloween party, like as soon as we're, we're finished. And I thought it'd be funny to just be dressed as Stone Cold Steve Austin all day. So I got the Austin 316 t-shirt. I grew out my beard and shaved my facial hair into a goatee. So I had an actual goatee yeah. and um, jean shorts. And so I'm doing my route. I'm at a stoplight all right, um, in Anaheim, like quarter mile from Disneyland. And uh, I met a stoplight, and there's this, this car in front of me, and this woman who's driving just puts her car in reverse and backs right into me. <laughs> like, it just, like, completely oblivious to the fact that I'm sitting there in a huge Mercedes Sprinter van. Like, <laughs> un, unmiss, like unmissable. And she, she backs into me, and I get out. And 
uh, you know, I throw the hazards on. I get out, and she's like, I'm like, hey, you hit me. She's like, no, you hit me. You hit me. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure you hit me. I didn't move. And she's like, no, you hit me. Give me your insurance information. And I was like, you give me your insurance information too. She's like, no, you hit me. And I was like, that's not how this works. And then she started yelling at me in Spanish. Uh, Wait, you were stopped? Your your vehicle was stopped at the time? Yeah, in the left turn lane. I should okay. have pulled over, but I was pissed off and not thinking straight. Yeah. So we're in the, literally in the middle of the road, an intersection. Like <laughs> and you're right just up the, the stone, co- stone Cold Steve Austin, just to reiterate. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm wearing jean shorts with a goatee <laughs> and, a t- and a tucked in t-shirt. <laughs> you know? And did you not have a bald cap on as well? I, I had my bald cap in my pocket. Oh, okay. Actually, okay. I had so, but it w- you know, I actually, you know, I have my ponytail, my hair in a ponytail, so it probably looks even more absurd. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, 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 I got a goatee and a ponytail. Yeah. We're in a Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt and jeans. Off duty Steve Austin. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, this lady was like, is refusing to exchange information with me. And I had to start yelling at her. Like, do you want me to call the cops? Blah, blah, blah. Do you, you know, this bullshit. You give me your show me your driver's license you're not seeing mine you show me your proof of insurance or you're not seeing anything from me and uh she eventually like called her husband and she didn't have proof of insurance and like her husband she handed the phone to me and her husband started yelling at me and i was like listen i just like if you don't have insurance i'm gonna have to like call the cops or whatever like like i'm getting pissed off and shit and uh, eventually, I just get fed up. I get her, I get her license number and her driver's license, and then I'm just like, "All right, get out of here!" Like, I just go and finish my route, send everything into like file an accident report with work and stuff. But it's just like I didn't. I was so angry. I didn't realize until like 15 or 20 minutes later that that whole thing went down with me dressed like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone who was passing by, which was ended up being a lot of people because we were stopped yeah. for a while, everyone was passing by saw Stone Cold Steve Austin like <laughs> yelling at this middle-aged Latina woman. Right. They were waiting <laughs> to see the stunner, man. Yeah. <laughs> I I like hearing about uh you guys' Warsaw hangouts. What was the what was there a cool was there like a cool arcade or skating rink or something you guys would hang out at? Yeah, there was uh there used to be tokens and tickets. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Which was the, like the local arcade. I think it's still there. And a bowl, the bowl, I think it's like uh, uh, where Gillum Lanes is now, combined oh, with the bowling alley. Okay. I wondered because it, uh, it had it was, moved it from a. Yeah. Go it ahead. was originally in a strip mall out on 30 by Bob Evans. Center Center. Yes. Yes. And there used to be a movie theater out there too. The Center Cinema. <laughs> yeah. Long time ago. And then they moved downtown to Gordy's. They took the bottom floor of Gordy's. Which um, was famous for their their Kaiser sub Warsaw legend. Gordy's sub. Anyway, Gordy, yeah, Gordy's burnt down. Um, some kid burned it down because he's playing with fire in the dumpster outside. And then tokens and tickets moved to <laughs> where Gillum Lanes is. And I think they changed the name of the bowling alley too. And there was a skating rink too, but only like middle school age kids hung out there. Rink rats. Mm. Yeah, it's called East East Lake Skate Center, and it's where all of the young kids would go to like hold hands and shit back in middle school. I never went. 
I was I was I was too much of a loner. Mm-hmm. A rebel. What was the depart yeah. what was the department store situation like in Warsaw? You guys got a hills? There was a hills no, in we, uh, North Manchester. North Manchester. No, no, no. That's not right. Okay. Forget I said that. Strike it. We used to have one downtown called Kleins. Kleins. Don't know no yeah. Kleins. Long time ago, like when I was really little. Mm-hmm. I remember getting Jurassic Park toys there. My mom bought me a dino- toy dinosaur in like 1992 when she was shopping for clothes. That was thoughtful. Dylan, I hate to say it, we're just about out of time. Oh, man. Thanks for joining so us soon? today. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, thanks for having hey. me. If you ever need like a, a small town Indiana analyst to go alongside both of your expertise. Yeah. You know, you need that, 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 that basketball perspective. I'm on call 24-7. Oh, speaking of Indiana, I was going to ask, do you uh, hang out with any uh, Hoosiers out there in California, people who've moved out there? Uh, my girlfriend. Oh, she's from Indiana? All right. She's from Bloomington. All right, great. Wait, do I know her? Probably not. Okay. She was a student of Mike Dixon's. Nice, dude. Whoa. Yeah. Like, officially? Yeah, Japanese student. Okay, cool. I mean, we're all kind of students of Mike Dixon's in one way or That's another. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. Learned, I've learned a lot from that man. Mm-hmm. You guys got to have Dixon on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. We need to get together with Dixon anyway to finish up this prayer breakfast EP that's almost Ooh, done. prayer breakfast EP? It's yeah. finished, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to see if Dixon's done with it, and then we'll yeah. release it. But you're waiting on him to finish it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, he, right. he well, might good, be cool with, with the way it's... With that. Yeah, we just gotta consult with Dixroyd. Yeah. Alright, well thanks again, Dylan. Glad to hear you're doing well out there. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Hey. Real nice talking with you, Dylan. Yeah. All right. All the best. God bless. Talk to you soon. That was Dylan Ettinger on the phone with us. What a guy. It was real nice talking to him, catching up a little bit. I hadn't talked to Dylan in a while, actually. I hadn't either. You know, it's weird with Facebook and whatnot. You you sort of, at an arm's length, you sort of keep up with what your friends are doing, but yep. you forget sometimes to actually interact with them, especially yeah. when they're far away, you know? Yeah. And with voices. Yeah, right. Uh, Well, that's all the time we have on the second episode. Hey, thanks for listening to the second episode of the Flannel Graph Records podcast. Thanks for being here, Mike. Thank you for having me. Um, You can find us online at flannelgraphrecords.com and Twitter and Instagram and all the places if you want to interact or see what's going on. Uh, Hope you're all staying safe, doing well. We will be back for episode three whenever that happens this isn't really a weekly podcast like we said it might be but we never said for sure it was gonna it's yeah we do our podcast weekly very weekly (laughs) (laughs) thanks be uh be excellent to each other and party on dudes that's from something right bill and ted's excellent yeah